beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade. My purpose and mission for this life is to help women just like you reawaken their truth through the powers of hypnotherapy, subconscious reprogramming and tantric and neo-tantric embodiment practices. The wild feminine within us all is our greatest teacher and healer. She shows us our unapologetic truth. She embodies our pleasure and she magnetizes our manifestations and abundance into reality. This podcast is designed for you to create a deeper, deeper connection with your feminine through your mind, body, and soul, so you can create and design a life wilder than your wildest dreams. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's juicy episode. souls welcome back to another episode again i am so grateful that you're here today we are diving into a really juicy topic and why i wanted to to do this today is i just finished like the most incredible taoist yoni egg practice ever and i'm just like vibrating all this orgasmic goodness energy and i was like let's make a podcast let's share this with the world so I have recently just finished my qualifications or my training in Tantra or Tantric embodiment and feminine embodiment. And I really believe that this training really never ends. Like I've started it within the last year, uh, but it's really like a lifelong journey of discovering these teachings and practices. And when or before I learned about Tantra or didn't really know what it was, I had like most people probably have some preconceptions around what it is, right? Which is fair enough. And I thought it was like this crazy sexual practice and the only, like only the gurus did. And it was just like this orgy, which it is like temple nights is like that. Uh, But not as, as descriptive as it's really hard to, the thing with Tantra, I'm going to try my best today to explain it in in, in the English language, but one, the English language is so limited, it's very masculine and it doesn't give you the sense of sensation. Like you can't really put your hands around Tantra, grasp Tantra without feeling it yourself. However, I wanted like just to talk you through some of the basic basic teachings of the, the, the differences between classical Tantra and Neo-Tantra and just set the ground uh, for a lot of the teachings that I'll be bringing into the podcast from here onwards because now that I've combined my hypnotherapy with Tantra, it's just this beautiful world of subconscious reprogramming and, and embodiment and it's just like this holistic way of healing that I love and that I've guided myself through and clients through and now I get to help you as well. So yeah, stay tuned for a lot more of this uh, different way of sexuality and sexual liberation and sensuality. Uh, but yeah, I'm just so excited to be here today. So so we're going to be diving into what is classical Tantra and what is Neo-Tantra. And it's really interesting to note that the original teachings of Tantra had absolutely nothing to do with sex. And when I le- first learned that, I was like, oh, Really? I had it all wrong this whole time. So that's the first thing I want to share with you. 
the classical teachings of Tantra have nothing to do with sex. The only reason like Tantra is widely known today uh, and does, I guess, depict a lot of sexual connotations is from the practices that Osho taught in like, the 70s and the 80s. And that is what we now classify as Neo-Tantra. And if you haven't heard of Osho before, if you want to Google him, his name is spelled O-S-H-O. Uh, I first heard about him from a series uh, that is on Netflix, which is uh, called Wild Wild Country. At that time, I wasn't practicing Tantra at all. But not uh, not short, like shortly after I watched that documentary, I went to a Shakti embodiment uh, event. And it's really funny because a lot of the teachings that he was doing that a lot of the Americans were like, what the fuck is that? I did in that, in that class in my first Tantric experience. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense now. Uh, but yeah, the the watch the series if you want to. It's really interesting, but it doesn't put him in the best light because I guess no matter what you watch, there'll always be like a biased approach. Uh, but he's a, an incredible man, and his a lot of his teachings and work is is still te- obviously being taught today. It's what I was taught by. Uh, so he's an incredible man. But the the sexual sexuality component to Tantra was more prominent in that phase from when he was around because he was like sort of the, the creator of the Neo-Tantra style um, as well. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. <sighs> so to give you some backstory on classical Tantra, No one entirely knows when Tantra was first created or taught. Like there is some speculation that the first teachings were around 300 CE, but obviously this was before literacy was around. So unfortunately, like we cannot confirm it. However, it's really, it's fine because like the thing with Tantra is, is you create your own. So you get a teaching passed on to you from a tantrika, a master, and then you cannot pass it on until you've embodied it yourself. So with the the word uh, tantra means to weave or to loom. And at one time, this literally referred to like a series of books or texts describing the spiritual practices that were seen throughout India at the time. So tantra was literally just a book. And that was handed down through master and disciple. And these, these these spiritual practices as a whole were influenced by many factors. And these texts or tantras influence much of Hinduism and Buddhism as we know them today as well. So yes, they've been around for a long, 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 long time. But even today, we are still practicing them. And it's really beautiful. A lot of the, in the Chinese traditions, in the Taoist culture, uh, a lot of the practices that we also embody today uh, that I share in VIP, Very Important Pussy with my one-on-one clients, this was like a really, it was like this teachings that was only passed on through the hierarchy. So only a select select few knew. It was never written down like the Yoni Egg practices and microcosmic orbit. These are all Taoist practices. And yeah, they were only shared with a select few people that were on the hierarchy. So we are all goddesses and we need to understand that these teachings that have been handed down to us are sacred. They are so sacred. So yeah, just interesting fact to you. But back then, I guess, uh, and still today, so Tantra, 
back then and still today is the teaching for everyone. There's no uh, demographic or person or whatever it is. You, you, no one person can't become a tantrika to practice tantra. Uh, however, a lot of religions uh, that we still t- see today and back then were very strict with their protocols. I mean, like some might be you can't eat red meat and only males and only uh, honor God, whereas like there's goddesses as well, but some religions maybe only honor the God. Uh, and maybe there's rules that we still see today. Sex with one person, uh, can't dance. I remember I had a friend that was apostolic and she wasn't allowed to dance. So, um, yeah, there was religions that had restrictions on what you can and cannot do. And there, sometimes uh, back then the religions were only available to a, a select few of the community, like whether you had enough of like money or land or whatever it is uh but the tantra teachings was for every single person in this world which is why it's so beautiful and tantra really teaches you that the power is already within yourself the universe and the divine is already within whereas a lot of other religious groups puts the power outside of themselves they worship a godlike figure which is what we obviously still see today and this isn't i'm not having a dig at people that honor religion i'm just sharing what the differences are so don't come at me but <laughs> i just wanted to share that so yeah, this is why Tantra is so incredible. It didn't it didn't shame or push anyone away from not doing this particular thing. It was literally like, you are you, you are a goddess, you are a queen, you are a god. Honor the divinity within yourself, go within, which is like I love being a healer. I always tell my clients that I am simply a guide. Think of me as like like if you think of bowling, I just had this analogy and you're going to bowl, but maybe you have like the little bumpers down. I'm the bumpers and you're going to hit a ball if I put the bumpers down. It's like you're going to get to the path. It might not, it might be slow, it might be fast. You might hit all the edges, but think of practitioners and people that guide you back to yourself. They're just the bumpers. You're the person that actually puts the momentum down in the ball and knocks over all of the uh, pins. Oh my God, I just I just created that. That is such a good analogy. Go me. Anyway, like I said earlier, there are some books that have been have been like found about Tantra, but you should know that it did not originate from one specific path or one text or group of texts. It's it was just this thing that spread across the world and shifted and changed based on the transmission that the master gave to the disciple. And to be like a tantrika, you must embody the teachings first, right? Feeling them in your entire being before you go on and teach them. And I guess like uh, in today's society, sometimes we can do a whole course or a we can become a nutritionist or we can become a psychologist and you don't really need to embody the teachings yourself before you're actually qualified to go out so and 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 help people and obviously it's up to that 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 person themselves if they want to stand in their integrity and be like practice what they preach but it, it can be this thing that we bypass like oh I know all the things so it's easier for me to tell everyone else what to do instead of taking my own advice and honestly I hand on my heart taking your own advice is probably the hardest most liberating thing you'll ever do recently I had a bit of a debacle I was like oh I was just going down a really bad rabbit hole and I was like 
what would I tell my client if this is my client situation? And I was like, amazing, I would get her to do this, I would get her to do this, and we'll, we'll do this, and then we'll go to do this. And I'm like, I've come out of such a big transformation from me just guiding myself. So this is that teaching. It's like, you are your own healer. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the way of teaching Tantra is you literally cannot teach it without you embodying it first. And which is which is something I really love because, yeah, the, the coaching space, there is a lot of bypassing that is happening, which I don't agree with. And you can tell when people are bypassing what they actually teach. Uh, so I guess if you're looking for a coach or someone that you want to be a mentor, again, this is why I love the coaching industry as well, because it's sort of like back in the day, uh, I'm talking about like when Tantra was like back in ancient days, um, uh, like it was like the master to the to the disciple uh, and there was no institutions of like university and things of like standardized teachings right it was just that person that embodied a teaching and shared it on to the next person that wanted to learn we're seeing that today in our culture we're seeing that the information that we really crave isn't at our universities isn't out uh, they're not at the standardized teachings that we should be learning. Like we should have learned the menstrual cycle and uh, all the beautiful things about the feminine body in school, but we didn't. But now we're seeking out these these uh, people in our life via the internet and learning this information that is so empowering. And this is what I see today. It's like, then we embody the teachings, then we teach it to the next person. So it's like back then the master and disciple, but now we just have the internet and we can reach a lot more people and make a lot more different and change and share this on a wider perspective because obviously they didn't have the internet or Instagram back then. Um, so it's just such a beautiful revelation. And I just love this industry so much, but obviously just, just choose uh, with your body when you do invest in containers or teachings with people just really feel like if they are embodying the teaching themselves like how they run their life and make sure it's not a facade if that makes sense uh but yeah your body will always tell you what is the right thing for you but yeah I almost see it as like Chinese whispers it's like with the tantra teachings it's like you'll learn it oh, I've learned a lot from my teacher and then I embody it. and I'm like actually I would prefer to do it this way or I got a lot more when I do it this way so a lot of the things in very important pussy and when I do with my work with my one-on-one clients is it's how I've embodied it and there's a good chance is that if you've been attracted into my energy attracted into my field it's because that transmission of how I teach will land with you there's probably people that obviously teach very similar things to me but you might look at them and some some teachers that I have I'm like I don't need like nothing's landing like you shouldn't be taking notes of the time like you should just be listening in presence with that person and whatever lands in your body and what you remember is what you need at that specific time it's like these podcasts it's like you might finish a podcasting of mine and you're like, okay, cool. I remember two things and they were like really life-changing. You may have forgot the other 50 things I said, but that's amazing. That's fine. It just means that at that time, those teachings that you listened to were for you to land in your body and then to go and take that. Because if we were remembering everything, you might just get flustered and overwhelmed and be like, oh, I don't know what to do next because I've got so much information and I'm just overwhelmed. Your body does that beautiful natural processing of just picking out what you need at that specific time. That's why you can always go back and listen to my podcast and I'm sure you'll get different downloads and information that you need. Ah, it's such a it's such a beautiful way of like how the life is going, how well how our world is evolving into as well. And a lot of the books that they found uh, and still that are here today on classical tantra speak about this divine da- dance dance between Shiva, which is consciousness and shakti which is energy and power 
Uh, another way of interpreting Shiva and Shakti is yin and yang. Uh, Shiva is the masculine and Shakti is the feminine. Again, we're referring to energy, uh, but a lot of the teachings in the books, they, they were teachings of how to harness both of them. And today we are in a majority patriarchal society uh, and there's a lot more healing when we are in a matriarchy, but we'll get there eventually, I feel. There is a feminine rising, but I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, but it, it is important that we we evolve and acknowledge the, the feminine to progress the generations after us towards this, this way of living, because with the patriarchy, they're tied to addiction. It's tied to using the feminine for resources. We're seeing that with mining. We're seeing that with everything like they think that they could just take from from mother earth which is um mother gaia is our feminine energy as well she's she's uh, like if you think about shakti as the feminine energy it's energy it's power right now we're in a flood in brisbane like that is like the uh the wildness of of the energy uh and if you t think of like this is a really good analogy to what i think you just heard some thunder oh, it's so crazy outside uh if you think of like the feminine and the masculine the feminine is the water it's crazy it's it's it can flood it can go wherever but it needs the beautiful masculine container to keep it going if it didn't have a masculine container it would just it would just be flooded everywhere uh yes we're flooding right now but that's not a good analogy we just have a lot of rainfall uh but uh, yeah river needs a river bank in water to be an actual river right so not to say that we don't need masculine energy. It's just the patriarchy is living out of a wounded masculine state. So the teachings of Tantra teach you how to harness the divine masculine and feminine because we have both energies running through our body at the same time. How to harness both of them for equilibrium, for balance, for a better way of living, okay? So as I said earlier, like it's really hard to depict or describe Tantra in words because the English language is super limited and like overly masculine. In terms of uh, how the teachings were scripted, it, it was written in Sanskrit. So uh, not a lot of people can read Sanskrit. So they've been like translated obviously into English, but there's only so many words that like that, that can relate to one particular word in Sanskrit. So if you ever have the, the pleasure of reading tantric books, I will list a few below if you wanted to dive into some great ones that I recommend. Uh, just know that the best way of understanding tantra is feeling. You can read all the books you want, but if you, unless you're feeling, nothing's going to really sit and land in your body. So following the tantric path is all about self-liberation it, it, it separates like ego with consciousness to become conscious of all the ways that we operate from illusion and fear and disconnection is to break down the constructs of the ego uh and society like whether that's ancestral or societal trauma and limiting beliefs right like i always use the onion analogy with my clients and i'm sure you've probably heard it before it's like you were born uh with if you think of an onion it's like how has all these layers on top of it and then right in the middle there's like a little bit but you no one really eats that part but it's like the little bit of the onion and in the in the, right in the middle of the onion, the little circle, that is your truth, that is your divinity, that is who you really are. And then growing up, in, if you've grown up in a Western world or like in these uh, societies that have a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of ancestral and societal traumas that have been passed on to you, 
think of those as the layers on top of that little bit of the onion and this is the teachings of tantra it's pointing you back to your truth inside it's not outside of yourself it's not worshiping a, a god or a goddess figure that's outside of yourself it's seeing yourself as that goddess as that god already god is within you goddess is 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 within you so it's 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 becoming it's making the unconscious conscious it's getting rid of these illusions of fear and and trauma and all these things that are just holding you back from your highest evolution so and it's really interesting like pure consciousness women and men even that have gone through like an ego death uh have told or shared that it's sort of like our our pure consciousness almost laughs at our ego because our egos are so scared they're frightened they're frightened to step out of their comfort zones our egos are scared of death and whereas the consciousness never dies if you think of someone dying their body is still there but it's sort of like the energy gets taken out of their body when they pass away and this is this is consciousness this is your soul your soul never dies right but it just incarnates in different bodies so this this path is getting to know who you really are underneath all of those programs and limiting beliefs, which is why hypnotherapy is such a great uh, tool to use in conjunction to Tantra and just getting back to who you really are, which is like all I'm here for, why I'm here. This is why I teach this work. So Tantra really celebrates the human form, the senses, the sexuality, and renounces the idea that to be enlightened, that we need to remove ourselves from, like, we don't need to remove ourselves from others in society. We just need to, like, you, you can still be this enlightened being and live in this world, but it's just bringing the truth forward seeing things for how they really are and honoring your body and honoring the human form because the ego is beautiful you that's why we're here if we didn't have ego we would just be like souls which is great which is fine but your ego came here well your body and your soul came here to experience sensations to be scared to be happy to feel the shifts and changes of life okay so yeah just know that tantra is this, this path to liberation of everything it, it's knowing that you are your your light your healer your goddess okay and I could talk forever about Tantra, but I just wanted to give you a bit of a quick overview before we go into, uh, like later episodes, we'll be diving into a lot more of this, a lot of uh, Taoist traditions as well that I want to share with you. Uh, but obviously, if you want to get a deeper grasp and cessation about this VIP that will be relaunching once I get settled in Canada, because I need to like be safe and grounded in my body and like in my home before I can go out externally and launch something. It's just something that feels really gooey in me. So yeah, just know that that will be relaunching once I've got my property and I'm all settled in in Canada, which is exciting. We leave in like five days. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but now I, before we talk about Neo Tantra, I just wanted to summarize classical Tantra really quickly. Tantra. It's a teaching for everyone. It is handed down from master to disciple, uh, like how my teacher passed the teachings down to me, and then I would pass it down once I've embodied it to uh, my students. It, it practices and meditates uh, on the fact that it allows you to access deeper parts of yourself and your true expression. And Tantra celebrates the human form and aims to work in harmony with Shiva, consciousness masculine and shakti energy power feminine ha huh. 
Now back to our good friend Om Show. So, Neo Tantra more predominantly focuses on the sexual practices using sacred sec- sexuality and sexual energy as the main focus of the path to enlightenment, which I agree with, which I love. Uh, it's sort of like I always say, like I guide women back to their pussies to use that as a, a portal to birth their truth. Uh, and this is sort of like a similar similar thing. Uh, Osho, like I said earlier, was the one that coined the term Neo-Tantra as well. So if you watch that documentary, uh, majority of the time, like you'd have seen a group of people, men and women in a circle doing like breath work and somatic shaking and anger release and having full body orgasms. That is actually what they're doing. But if you've never learned or embodied Tantra before or done those practices, you might just be looking at them going like, what the fuck are they doing? Because it's literally a, a group of people in a circle all naked, just like shaking their body, like they're having an exorcist, like an experience. So it might look a bit funny like I remember my first experience of Tantra that I went to we were doing just that and it's so liberating to do in person but I can understand that why the Americans were like what is this I've never heard of this and I'm actually a bit intimidated by it Um, but sexuality is nothing to be ashamed of nothing to be intimidated by it's not for uh, men to prey on us and it's not for like us to seem like like sexual deviants and uh, like sluts although sacred slot is like what I'm all about. It's not a wrong thing to be sexually liberated and to be in your power and to be in your body and to be turned on by your presence. That is what we're all here for. And the very fact that you might fear it, the world fears it. The two problems that we usually have as humans is we don't have enough sex or good enough sex and we don't have enough money. And that both of the money and sex lie in our sacral chakra. As And uh, there's... Like, like obviously I touched on this in my attachment style podcast as well but if you have a problem with sex you have a problem with money and there's so much liberation and healing to be done there because one this isn't your fault but generally we get passed down uh teachings and traumas and wounds and uh restrictive yeah embodiments of our liberation from our parents from societies so again these like the onion layer these layers on top of you aren't your fault but you've just been brought up in a society in a world that like sex is something that's shameful and embodiment is something that you just don't do and it's just not true and we think that we need to be really good at sex straight off the bat like we're like oh well everyone does sex so like we know what we're doing no one's been taught how to do sex can I just preface that no one we're all learning it's like learning how to ride a bike learning how to drive a car the same thing no one's been taught how to be good with money how to cultivate more money how to be a receptive energy for more money to be flow into your energy to receive more we have been taught that we need to work hard and all these limiting beliefs that money's gross and like bad people have money and it's just not true, but like our thoughts create our biology, our thoughts create our reality. And if you want to change your reality, you need to change your thoughts first. So it's this trauma healing work, which is so important. Uh, but yeah, I like I've spoken about already, the, the, the modern society that we live in today has a lot of shame and guilt around our sexuality and our genitals. Like the practices within Tantra and in VIP looks at dissolving that shame as a path of enlightenment. You don't have to meditate. Like this is what I really love about Tantra. They say like meditation is a still form of sex and sex is a active form of meditation. There's, there's always polarity, right? It's just 
uh, meditation can be really still or it can be through this beautiful bliss moment with another lover or yourself. And being embodied in your full expression and letting Shakti, which is feminine, which is life force energy, it's not only for sex. Your life force energy is to create humans. That is how you create a baby is through your life force energy. You also use it to create beautiful, flourishing businesses, to create change in this world, to be pulled towards your heart desires, to create love and orgasms. And it's not just, it's not only just for sex, right? So your life force energy is how you glow, how you radiate in this world. And your pussy will like literally lead you back to your truth. I always say our truth is already within our body. Think of it as it's in our womb our life force energy our wisdom our divinity is already in our womb and through the vaginal canal through healing her through loving her through becoming turned on and vibrant and alive again we access the part to our enlightenment to our truth to our divinity and like our pussies are just so magical they are not gross they are not meant to be hidden away and ashamed of like they're meant to be celebrated and loved and yeah having pleasure and being turned on and being just like oh just the goddess is your birthright like this is what everyone is supposed to this is why tantra is a teaching for everyone it's for you too so yeah that I just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste what tantra is to lay down the ground rules or the groundwork and just really something that you can dig your teeth into if you wanted to well I'm going to share more episodes uh throughout the years around tantra and around my embodiment with tantra so yeah it's it's never evolving never evolving ever evolving practice like every new book and teaching that I practice on myself and learning that I embody like it it evolves and shifts and shapes into different things depending on where I'm at and it's just like this thing it's like an it's like an advent calendar that like never stops it's like another another surprise another blessing you don't get to the end of the course and go like oh I'm finished amazing it's a lifelong journey which like it sounds intimidating but I I love that because I'm such a big I'm a student for life I want to keep growing and evolving like that's what I'm here for so mm -mm -mm -mm. I want to share some of the books that I really love uh, that will help you on your tantrika path if you wanted to learn more about this. My favorite one is uh, Tantric Orgasm for Women by Dinah Richardson. She includes a lot of practical steps. She includes a lot of Osho teachings as well. But she dove into a lot of the, the energetic works of the microcosmic orbit and the tantric circle of love. Yes, you'll learn this in VIP as well and like how I bite into it and how I teach it. Uh, but she dives into that and a lot of the connections through the vagus nerve of the body. And I just loved her teaching so much. Uh, what are some other ones? Oh, I also love David Data's work, the Enlightened Sex Manual. I think he's got Enlightened Sex on Audible. Uh, I've read that one as well, which was really good. Oh, there's just so much. Um, what's some other ones? I'm going to list them all below. Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom by Christine Northrup. That is 50 hours of work. Uh, of audible uh, but it's probably one of my favorite books of like literally all time the uh the women's anatomy of arousal is really beautiful as well 
I'm also almost finished reading Healing Love Through the Tao. Uh, that is about culting feminine sexual energy as well. And that is by Mantak Chia. Again, I've got so many books to share with you. They're not all coming to my head right now, but I'll list them below if you wanted to get started on your little journey. But again, I really recommend uh, working with a professional, working with someone that has embodied these teachings because there's only so much you can get from a book. Like I always find like the books are nice supplements and like things that I can dwell on and practice myself. They do include some teachings as well, but I always look at the books as like a and a bonus like it's really important to work with someone physically whether that's online or not but like so you can actually feel the energy because it's again we have to make sure that we're not bypassing through the information because it's really easy to do we're like okay cool we read the books and then we're the master it's like no you need to embody the teachings first so yeah that is that is that anyway I love this episode. Let me know if you want to learn more about Tantra and how to cultivate this beautiful teaching into your life. Uh, But again, I just want to remind you that you are your own healer. You are your own goddess. You are here for such a divine reason. And this teaching is one way that we can really call on to uh, become the truest version of ourselves. So I'm going to leave this here. Anyways, thanks for joining me. You will be getting regular episodes as I am traveling the world. I'm probably in Canada or Peru by the time you're listening to this. Uh, I wanted to like obviously back up some episodes so you've got some good things. And like literally, guys, once I get stood on to Canada, once I get into my apartment, I've got so many special guests and like ex- like exciting specials and things that is also coming to the podcast and it's going to be coming to my programs as well. So just stay tuned. The last four months of my life has just been incredibly crazy but beautiful uh with just getting up and leaving but yeah I'm such a like a routine in a home body I'm just so excited to be back into like my own little routine and have all my things and my organic food and like oh at the moment we don't we're staying somewhere that doesn't actually have a kitchen so that's fun uh but I'm so excited so just I know there'll be a massive shift when I get there so thank you for dealing with me for the last couple of months while I've been uprooting my life um but I know there's just some magical things that is coming through right now and I just feel so in alignment so I'm so glad that you're here until further ado it just started raining so hard I'm not sure if you can hear that uh but I will speak to you soon bye